Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is TalkSport Daily. Welcome back to the Adam Catterall TalkSport Daily Podcast. Yes, it's me again. Just in case this is the first time you've tuned in this week, the other fella, that Goldstein bloke, he's decided to wander around the world watching people playing with a cue in their hand. However, there's uh, still a life after snooker and TalkSport does continue. Alan Brazil and Steve Harmison on breakfast yesterday caught up with the one and only Dancing Supremo and former Liverpool and England goalkeeper, David James. On to Manchester United against Liverpool. Massive game at the weekend. De Gea looks as if he's in trouble. Came off for Spain shaking his head. It looks like a thigh injury. Oh dear. Mm. Do you think Liverpool do you think Liverpool can go to Old Trafford and beat United? United in disarray at the moment. Yeah, well of course I mean eight out of eight wins for Liverpool. Um I think there's Allison's back in training as well, so there's a, there's a possibility that Allison could start. Um, yeah, I mean, Man United what two points off the relegation zone after after eight matches. I mean, I think it would have to be the freakiest set of results ever. But Manchester United can end up in the relegation zone by the end of the weekend. So, yeah, I mean, the the Liverpool situation. I think talking about goalkeepers with Allison available, uh, you would argue that possibly he would start, even though Adrian's done very very well for Liverpool in the uh, in the start of this season, but. With two clean sheets in eight games compared to, I don't know, was it 21 clean sheets last season? I think it might have been more for Liverpool. You'd still need a clean sheet, I think, to to secure victory at Old Trafford. Um, although Manchester, Manchester United season isn't great, is that they've, uh, they've only failed to score a couple of times, and I think both have been away from home. So you're right, it is a massive game, but an opportunity for Liverpool to, to cement the lead at the top. And I think would it be level with uh, Manchester City for the. Uh, the win streak mm. it's, it's going to be well it's always a cracking game I th- sometimes I think form goes out the window but I do fancy Liverpool with the front three David on to your next task the jive what are you like at the jive I'm getting better you... <laughs> oh dear uh, yeah this is uh, the, the quick step is tough the jive is tougher um, but so enjoyable oh man yeah, yeah? you having a great time yeah we've We've had a couple of days at it now, and um, I'm just waiting for the car now to, to take me into day three. But um, oh, full of energy. I'm finding energy, which I never thought I had. I tell you what, David, we can't wait. Thank you, and good luck <laughs> good again. Good luck, David.
Whenever I think of David James, I always think of a little joke that my friends used to tell me when I was at school. Why do they call David James the vampire? Because he's afraid of crosses. You see? Yeah, forget it. Never mind. Anyway, that was David James speaking on breakfast. Um, over to White and Sawyer now. Uh, they caught up with Southend chairman Ron Martin. He was speaking about the latest goings on at the club. And I'll tell you something, in recent times, talking about Henrik Larsson maybe becoming manager, it's all getting a little bit soap opera, isn't it? Henrik wanted to hit the ground running. Um, I didn't make it a precondition that um, that Tommy joined us, um, but I did want um, him to have somebody um, who was familiar with the uh, the lower leagues, League One in particular. Um, he chose Tommy at the outset. Um, I met Tommy last Saturday week. Um, we all got on well. All the contracts were agreed. Um, he was um, Henrik's man, um, and when he pulled out I think you could have knocked Henrik over the feather I mean he's a he and I get on uh, I say really really well um, there was just a, a natural affinity from almost from day one um, and he's a pretty cool customer um, but he was absolutely fuming when he got a call from Tommy um, and um, the rest is history um, he we did talk about who else could replace Tommy of course um, but um, his understanding and education in the lower leagues would have taken time um he said you know it could even take me maybe i don't know three or four weeks to identify somebody and and find a replacement he said i don't have anybody else in mind um it's going to be difficult we need to hit the ground running tommy um, understands these things uh, very well he's been you know day to day on um, head of recruitment and scouting. Um, so I think he, it just took the wind out of his sails yes. um, and yeah. disappointed us all. Yeah. Um, Where's Tommy gone then, Ron? Uh, he's going to another League One club, um, which we found equally surprising. Um, and um, But when I met him, he didn't have anything on the radar. Um, and um, he was enthusiastic about what we were putting together because it's a project. It's not just... Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, bringing people in as a manager. Sure. Um, which, which club is he going to? Don't know. He wouldn't say. Um, so he rang me probably within ten minutes of putting the phone down from from Henrik. Um, um, I did say, look, if it if it's money, um, then tell us what we need to do. Yeah. Um, and um, I said, look, I'll come back to you before close close of business today. Um, I then spoke to Henrik, and he said I couldn't work with him. Um, and I actually get that, and I think that um, supports everything that I think about Henrik. He's a principled guy, um, and he didn't want it either. He didn't want to work with a person who just let him down. Um, he said he'd do it again in January. Now, here's something interesting for you that you may have missed. On TalkSport 2, Garth Crooks rocked up yesterday, and he spoke about the problems at his former club, Tottenham. Woo-hoo! Let me tell you, the man did not hold back. Get ready. When you consider the money that those players have been played, the wages have been played, and you put them in the league, they need to be in the top four. That's the commitment the club have made. Look, I'm not the greatest fan of Daniel Lee, but I think I can't fault him in terms of his commitment to the club. All those players that are playing for Tottenham, let's be clear, are top-class players. Deli Ali has lost his way. So has Lloris. So has possibly um, uh, Danny Rose and Ericsson around rumours of of wanting to leave, although I can't quite work out where they're going to go. Why can't they post the European Cup final, pull together enough 
to have a real go at Manchester City, who are having a big wobble at the moment. A big wobble. And see where that takes them, why? The great teams win things season after season after season. Ask Beckham. Ask Neville. Ask Scholes. Ask Keane. You go to Liverpool. They've won the Champions League. They've come back. They're going straight for the title. Ask pa- They're the best players. Are they buying player after player after player after player? There's a culture going through the team of winning. We don't have that culture at Spurs. Mm. Not in the player. And by the way, neither in the manager. Because he's won nothing in his career either. Time to turn our attention towards kickoff. Hugh and Tony Cascarino. We're talking about the art of heading. Now, obviously, me being uh, a man of six foot five proportions was always good at the back stick. You hang it up there, son, and I'll nod him home. Bit like Tony Cascarino himself. To be honest, Hugh, it was my major strength. It was the best thing I could do. Um, I argue to this day that it's still being good technically at heading. It is a skill, it is an art, mm. and you have to perfect it. And from a very young age, I practiced heading against a wall many times on a daily basis. And um, I do have a fear about heading, though. I really do. Uh, in a bigger picture, I do think further down the line, I'm not sure heading will be in the game. Some people listening might laugh at that, but I think there are two issues. One is um, medical science, where they're proving that it damages brain cells that can obviously increase the risk of um, certain illnesses, diseases mm. that you can have later in your life. And there's the second part, is that so many managers feel like you're giving the ball away and prepared not to cross the ball, and the big man's gone totally out of fashion. It has. It seems to. Uh, it, this is all inspired by an article, by the way, today in the Daily Telegraph by Alistair Tweedell. He's highlighted that a, t- a decade ago, there were 50 crosses per game. Uh, it, that's dropped to around 35 per game at the moment. And it's the same if you take away set pieces too. So from open play, the ratio remains the same. We're not trying to get the ball in the box um, from open play either. Yeah, there are, there are a couple of issues. Most teams will play one up front. So obviously the big target man has to be far more mobile than he once was. I also think the laws of the game have changed. I noticed it first really when I was coming to the end of my national international career because me and Noel Quinn, we found it quite difficult on the international stage because referees were blowing up far more often and giving away, you know, offences that we mm. were doing, free kicks, um, not having, having the opportunity to to play and look for feeding a partner and knocking it down. I, I think that the one up front has hurt us and I think the rules of the game has evolved to make it far tougher to play that role and I think you have to have more strings to your bow now. I'm Adrian Durham and this is TalkSport Daily. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. 
United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back to breakfast now, and Big Al and Harmi speaking to Matchroom Supremo, the man that could sell sand to the Arabs and even ice to the Eskimos. It is, of course, the one and only Mr. Barry Hearn talking about Rocket Ronnie O'Sullivan. He is becoming so dull, isn't he? I mean, God <laughs> almighty. I, I listened to him last night. It's like, ramble, ramble. In fact, everyone's playing games with Ronnie because all you've got to say is something to him and he will automatically disagree with you. So it's, I, I just think he's... Just best left out there with the fairies at the bottom of the garden, son. But what, what, what is it? I'm just looking at the sun here. Uh, Ronnie is uh, annoyed at being forced to play star-struck oh, forced. opponents. Forced. That's like Tiger Woods saying, I don't want to play someone who, you know, who's not ranked in the top ten. Listen, I, I really I begin to... I don't lose my patience because I find it... I used to find him quite amusing. Yeah. Now I find him deadly dull. I find him so boring. I think he's the greatest player in the world. I love to watch him play snooker. He is fabulous entertainment. Great, but greatest from that of all stage time. on, once he gets into a studio and yeah. goes on to a rant, I mean, the game's never been in a better place. There's never been more money. There's never been more opportunity. You know, when Ronnie was quiet, the prize money was three and a half million quid a year for mm. the season. I, you don't stop talking now. It's 16 million. And, you know, yes, there are kids coming through the ranks. And, yes, he will have to play a kid on the way up. And, yes, that kid is up for none because he's playing Ronnie O'Sullivan. It's like... It's like me playing cricket with Harmy. I mean, you know, I'd be in awe, wouldn't I? Yeah, but Barry, does he have to play? Does he have to go to Crawley? Well, no, he doesn't, he doesn't have to play in to anything. Go. He can sit at home all day, yeah. watch the telly, listen to you guys on the radio. No, we are a unique, one of the unique sports where we don't force anyone to play in anything. It's the individual's choice when they play. And Ronnie picks and chooses what he plays in. Now he wants to pick and choose who he plays. So, no, enough of all this nonsense. Uh, well, Barry, well, you know, I'm, listen, I'm, I, 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 bet, I, I bow to your wisdom, Barry, but, you know, when we talk about boxing, uh, the Garden, Madison Square or Vegas, yeah. when we talk, you know, we talk about snooker, I think of, um, you know, York and stuff yeah. like that. But Crawley, for God's sake, Barry, no, where, no, where, the, where did Crawley listen, come up? Let me just say this to you. There's nothing wrong with Crawley. <laughs> Cruelly, we're doing 128 player events here. We need big facilities, otherwise we can't accommodate all the players. There aren't that many of them. We do use different venues around the country, and we're always trying to upgrade. But I won't have anything said against Crawley. I think it's disrespectful to the area and to the venue and the people that work there because they work very hard oh, to I'm provide. Sure they do. A great said to me, and also, Alan, one thing to say is. 
Not one other player As of the 128 has said anything. With Adrian Durham and Darren Goff still off enjoying themselves. I don't know if you've seen Darren's uh, Instagram stories, but he's feeding hippos. That's not a euphemism. <laughs> he's out there enjoying himself in a South African zoo. Danny Kelly and Darren Bent were on drive today and Darren gave his list of the best ever football finishers. Down the left is Defoe. Can he out-sprint Abate? He can. He's got some support in the area now, but he doesn't need it. He oh! scores! Oh! What a goal from Jermaine Defoe! It's the technique, the shot out of nothing. When defenders think they've got him, he'll move it half a yard and bang. Goal, and it, it was it was not until I played with him at um, mm. Spurs where I really appreciate. It. I always knew he was a good finisher from playing against him in the youth teams, but when you see this guy and what he does in training, after training, and even sometimes before training, working on his technique of how to hit the ball left and right foot. I mean, he, he had me in awe sometimes. We'd, we'd have let's have a finishing competition, and on the right side, I'd always be fine. Like we'd be drawing or I might be beating him. The moment he went to his left foot, he hits his, the ball with his left foot so hard. I was like, wow, wow, how'd you do that? Campbell to McGoldrick. Right, wants it threaded through. Oh, that's a great touch. And Ian Wright completes the job in classic style. Go on, in. <laughs> Ian Wright, obviously my <laughs> absolute hero, but yeah. someone who I had the video of when he broke the um, Cliff Bastards. Oh, I get it. He's from South London and he played for no, Arsenal. I get it. No, yeah. but listen, I was a, I used to watch Crystal Palace a lot while he was there first, before he went to Arsenal, but as far as finishing goes, I mean, I used to try and base my whole game around him and left the chips, the, the celebrations, the the. The bendies, the strikes, the left foots, the headers. I mean, as far as a complete package goes, I mean, his finishing was was uh, was up there for one of the very best. Kane will be able to pick it up. He's beaten one. He's beaten another. Goalkeeper comes out and he has scored. Kane makes it six. Since he stepped onto the scene, I mean, left foot, right foot. But as I said, the, the technique, the way he hits the, the ball, and the absolute goal scorer. I mean, the, I mean, for me, he's going to break England's all-time goal, goal record, goal scoring record. I think he's going to break that sooner rather than later but as I said like some of the goals he scores I mean it's outrageous I mean I can always think back to the goal against Arsenal where he had no right to shoot from the side the side of the box like he did and to bend it round there he's wearing that mask as well wearing the mask yeah yeah, and I mean the the, the left foot the right foot even his goal in the week for England he takes it on his left foot like he's been finishing for like it was easy like he was left footed so for me on that reason there he's definitely got to be up there Gilberto Silva to Ronaldo Ronaldo to Brazil Best centre forward I've ever seen in my lifetime. I mean, let's talk about out and out centre forward. He's the best I've ever seen, and he was the, one of the first people that got me really excited about like the World Cups. And I remember watching him on the bench in '94 where he didn't get on, but then in '98, outrageous in that tournament. Ronaldo flicks it blind towards his right side. Carla Hagas return ball and slots it into the bottom left hand corner. Who else but Cristiano Ronaldo? Yeah, it's left foot, right foot, head. I mean, he can do, he can pretty much do anything. I mean, we've seen him score some outrageous goals from from the near halfway lines, the headers, and then obviously we spoke about the goal against Juventus at the bicycle kick. I mean, there's not a goal that he can't score on either foot or with his head or with his chest. As a finisher, he's the best I've ever seen. That's right, you heard him. Jermaine Defoe. Now, my producer thinks that it's a little bit of a travesty that he's managed to get himself into that list, but he is an Arsenal fan, so I'm not going to judge him on that. Shall we turn our attention towards the best show on the programme? Yes, absolutely we should. Sports Bar is where we're going. Me and Jason Cundy. That's all you need to know. 10 o'clock, getting stuck into the big topics of the day. Like, Pochettino out, Mourinho in. According to a report, French outlet Soccerlink claim 
that Spurs have made initial contact with Mourinho amid the speculation surrounding Pochettino with the Portuguese having been out of work since he was sacked by Woodward himself last December. This obviously goes on to then talk about various things where Spurs mm-hmm. are at at this moment in time. But it got me thinking. Mm-hmm. And it got me thinking about a question for Spurs fans this evening. Because you're driving around this tonight, or maybe you sat at home, you've just cracked open a can and you think to yourself, go on, I'll give the sports bar a little bit of a chance and see what the boys <laughs> have got to say for themselves. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what we've got to say for ourselves. If we were to offer you now... Who's we? Who's we? Me no, and you. No, no, no. You offer it. I'm not offering it. You're not offering it? No, All no, right, you, then I'll offer it. You offer it. I'll offer it. I'm going to offer now, Spurs fans, Jose Mourinho, right? I'm going to offer him now as your manager. Would you take it? Would you take Jose Mourinho now? Bearing in mind, wherever he has been, wherever he has been, he's won a trophy, which is more than your current manager has done for you over the uh, last few years. So if I was to offer him to you now, Jose Mourinho, there you go. I'll wrap him up in a ball for you. Could he get a tune out of your boys and would he win you a trophy like he has done wherever he has been in the past? If you're a Spurs fan, Jay, what would no, you no, say? No, I'm not a Spurs fan, so you don't. Yeah, but if you were a Spurs fan, no, would you, no, ta- would well, you take my offer? Well, as a Chelsea offer? fan, I don't want to see him go there, do I? Because you, you, Why? You're a former player. You've got love for the no, club. I'm a Chelsea fan, so let's, you know, let's... Yeah, but you've got love for the club. You used to play for him. I'm a Chelsea fan, Catman. Yes. Yeah. Let's, I mean, I don't, let's not go any further. I've, I've, you know, I mean, I've got, have a huge amount of respect for Spurs and yeah. I love their manager and I love the way their team and I've got I, I big up I've spoken many times of, of my um, admiration for Pochettino and, and Spurs yeah and Harry Kane and um, and you know and what, and what he has done with that football club on a very low budget considering he has not only brushed shoulders but he's muscled his way past some of the real big heads in the last three or four seasons come close come very close haven't quite got over that line but Jose Mourinho is a trophy pig he is a trophy pig he, wherever he goes, he wins a trophy. Man United fans, he, he left them in a bit of a mess, but he picked up two, oh, they'll try and tell you it was three, but it was two. It's the second time at Chelsea. Wins the league again. Once it strikes midnight, let's be honest, the crazy people come out. They come to talk about everything and anything other than sport, politics, religion, and of course, they keep it upbeat. It is, of course, the uh, locomotive 12 o'clock train to crazy town, otherwise known as the midnight train to madness. So it's JJ. Come on, then, JJ. So, so I get I get home, and uh, I'm very very drunk after watching something in the pub. Yes. And uh, I and next morning I wake up and my um, my flatmate's at the bottom of the stairs, and I'm 21 years old. And he's just looking at me at, at the bottom of the stairs, with his eyes are glowing red. I'm like, "You're right, Johnny. What's up?" And he goes, uh, "Do you not remember anything last night?" And I was like, "No, not really." Because he walks into my bedroom, picks up my duvet, and weed all over my girlfriend. <laughs> Jeepers! <laughs> We've all done that, haven't we? Have we not all done that? Yeah, it's the most embarrassing time of my life. What's the difference between roasting and baking? Like, why, why can't why can't you roast a cake? <laughs> That's a good shout, I, man. Well, what I suppose that? Yeah, because yeah, it's, it. it's the same cooking method, isn't it? Yeah, I, you should just call it ovening. Now then, if you've listened to the last half an hour or so and you've thought to yourself, hey, it's quite a decent listen, this. It's, an, it's beautiful for my commute. Maybe I could do this every single day. Well, fear not. We do do this every single day. And we want you to come back and join us and come a part of the TalkSport family. And you can do it by going to our website, talksport.com 
go on there and have a little bit of a nosy around our podcast. It's not just this one. We've got plenty of others. But the Talksport Daily one's the best one because I'm on it. So go on there, subscribe, and you'll never miss out on any of the content that we're bringing you on a day-to-day basis. Guess what? Same time, same place, tomorrow. We'll be back. See you then. That was a podcast from Talksport.